What do you mean by live? Genuine live? Yes. We're broadcasting. Hello, radio! Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Um, we are delighted to have returned to the way we HNC it. We hope that you are all out there um, ha- living your best lockdown life, um, feeling positive and testing negative as we head into a brand new year. Um, I am, of course, joined by Mr. Greg Sim, who has um, been spending his time uh, not playing football and instead growing back in his magnificent beard. How are you, sir? I'm very well. I love that new little uh, slogan you've got there. There you go. See? See, content feeling never po- takes the off, Greg. Feeling positive, testing negative. I like yeah. that one. <laughs> that is the way to do it. That is the how way are to you? do it. How are you, buddy? It's been a while. Well, I am I am feeling positive. Um, and, Have you tested negative? Well, I've never been tested. Um, so... You know, I just stay in my little box and I don't talk to anyone. So, um, so far, I think not only have I been setting up, um, you know, metaphorical physical distance walls, I've actually been like sitting inside my own four walls. Um, and that's tremendous. Escape to the country. Escape to the country. You know, I'm living that and um, staying away from everyone. I've I've noticed. I've noticed. I've no. not seen you in such a long time. It hasn't. I've not, I've not seen you this year. That's ridiculous. Other than virtually, of course. Other I'm than like virtually. staring at you right now, handsome exactly. as ever. But I mean, exactly. it's, it, there's so much distance between us. The glory of Bafa-inspired Zoom Premium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting down our 45 minutes. As... So exactly. This is why. This is why. You know, cutting edge technology here, the way we HNC it, getting a Zoom premium account before the national governing body. <laughs> oh, my good Lord. Could you imagine the conversations we could have? Oh, well, or on the we'll subject, have. we'll have, well, on the subject of the national governing body and people we can't wait to talk to, of course, um, our colleague and co host, uh, Tom Clark, has been recently elevated to the strategy committee but he is not going to be joining us on today's show so we're going to park that and we're going to give him a grilling on um what they get up to next time we have him on for a chat um does does, do do we get on the the leadership candidates as a pairing next time possibly i mean stuart anderson and tom clark are both on that committee so clark anderson 2024 is genuinely I did notice you put out some some new um, promotional material for the. I assume the the one T one three is yeah, actually so, just fundraising for Clark Anderson twenty twenty four. Yeah, so when they decide to stand, and um, the money that we raise from selling merch at the moment will go into the development of um, Clark Anderson twenty twenty four promotional election campaign T shirts. Um, Fantastic. So, yeah, I'm thinking like an oil cat wearing a crown to just meld them both together. You know, it, it just straight off the tongue there, isn't it? It's just exactly. the obvious one. It's so obvious. It is just so right. Exactly. They, it, it sells itself, really. It really does. And I mean, it would be a shame to see the People's Commish being being uh, overthrown like that. He's, I mean, he's doing quite a stellar job, it seems. Yeah, but see, I like to think of it that, you know, in four years, the People's Commission will have taken the sport to such a height that he gets to then, you know, 
much like Lombardi, will be carried out of the committee room by everybody else. Is that you because know? we'll finally actually have football under under his commissionership? Exactly. He will go. He will not only be the after, first after the first game of his tenure. Yeah, exactly. He is he is going to be the first commissioner to both cancel a football season, but he will also be the man that brought football back. <laughs> it's a it's a strong running. So uh, yeah, you know, it's a it's a strong place to be. The guy that brought football back. Yeah, a world of you know, he's breaking records, record breaking commish. Um, so <laughs> poor guy, um, getting slaughtered from us for absolutely so, no yeah, reason for doing f- brilliant work. <laughs> um, and um, I guess we I guess we should thank him. Um, because where does that leave us? Um. Well, I was going to say, I guess that we should um, we should thank the People's Commission because he's decided to start including us in um, league communications, um, which slide into my email inbox, and he sent an absolute belter today. Um, I think the emails that go out to clubs, I never really appreciated the admin before, um, <laughs> but th- this thing is like a novel. Um, but... It's taken a whole of lockdown to write this email, has it? It has, it has. I think he's been writing this ever since he became the first commissioner to cancel a season. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll get, to, we'll get to, to that very shortly, because, of course, this is essentially a schedule release special. Um, and this, mm. and not only did we... I mean, it, actually, yeah, it does, it does. That's about right, isn't it? Yeah, it's normally about February. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. normally that people have normally been complaining for about three months. That yeah, yeah, people have been complaining that there's not been a schedule. And then when they get yeah. given a schedule, they complain about it. So there's never a final schedule till now. Um, so we're going to go through the proposed schedule um, a little bit later on the show, because it wouldn't be uh, an episode of The Way We HNC It without us teasing something and then talking about something completely different for a little while. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, we, with, without Tom, we are missing the, the random tangents. We are missing the random tangents and the giant killer rabbits. Um, so um, first off, we're going to um, have a bit of an in-memoriam section because flagging New Year, of course, we should have so far had a um, preview show played in the tournament and then a review show um, which isn't great for our analytics and our metrics because last year they were two of our top five most successful shows. Um, okay. And those ones, tr- and so those ones actually didn't got expect us a, viewership to go up. <laughs> those ones actually got us a genuinely global global reach as they were listened to in both the United States and shared by the Uppsala guys. Um, so we have to thank them for growing our reach in Scandinavia. Um, so, of course, that's been cancelled. We've also got the news from Flag and Flag Football Tournaments that our personal favourite tournament and um, the very reason for the Rexy's Midnight Runners' existence, um, flagging Ironman, which should have been in uh, a week's time by the time this goes out, is also cancelled um, until next year. It must be said, when you mention Rexy's there, if we, we don't have a social media watch this week, but if we did, those concept kits that kind of you, you released onto social media were yes. absolutely outrageous. Yes, and I, and I... And I want one. Yes, and the one I put on my Facebook page and Instagram is 
one of three that were sent to me. Um, so there is there is another one that I'm quite I'm quite keen on. Um, and I believe which, which was, one was it you put on? Was it the really I put on multicolor? I, I put on the Aztec one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's the, the one that I, I quite like to think of is like a, a sunset shade. Yes. Which was just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trop, tropical dinosaur is um is is quite good. So hopefully, well, I think by the time this podcast is released, we'll know the, the winner of that tournament, of the competition. Um, because they said they were going to release the name on the winning team on Valentine's Day. So that will be when this is out. Ooh. Um so, so will it still be open? By the time um, it out? Depends how quickly I edit this. <laughs> okay. um, so if say if someone has completely forgotten about this and uh, we'd like to help. Yes. To... So so Greg, for example, let we'll just we'll just pick something out of thin air. Yeah, for, just for just example, a random a random person might have completely forgotten to help his mates out. For, for example, Greg, if you were to um, oh, let's not put names on it. Let's not put names on it. it wasn't no, 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 me. no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, if it was you, you wouldn't have. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying for purposes. Of course, I wouldn't. Of course, I wouldn't forget something like this. Purposes of the exercise. If you were just to open up your Instagram, Greg, and check your DMs, um, <laughs> there would be a link to Olex Sport in there, <laughs> and all you have to do is tag Rexy's Midnight Runners and you use the hashtag at Love Olex Sport. And that enters the team. Oh, okay. So, so I just put this uh, into the comments. Yeah, yeah. Just just drop that. Just drop that down. So, so at Brexis, fantastic. Yeah. We can carry on. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, yeah. literally not um, and hashtag love all export. There you go. Fantastic. So the other big cancellation, um, unfortunately, was um, the largest single cancellation of the year so far um, the UK Dukes and um, Scottish Flag Football joint marathon game has been postponed it should have been last weekend so there should have been a bunch of exhausted flag footballers and flag football streamers watching the Super Bowl um, last week and it would probably would have been even even more difficult to get to the end of that game had we just been going for 24 hours Um so that game has now been pushed to the 10th and 11th of July. So hopefully middle of the summer, more people vaccines, less viruses flying around and Ravens Craig have set aside the date for there. So still indoors, still streamed, still mad. Um, so we're just looking to go then. The, the kits, you've seen the kits, Greg. Um, can't I have. Say, we can't I, say I, we can't say too much about them because they've not been released yet. But the kits have been seen, and the associate some of the associated merch, and um, we were given a sneak preview of. And um, what do you think? I mean, the kits they're actually really nice, but they are one of these things that, on first look, it genuinely took me half an hour to decide whether I liked them or hated them. Very yeah. distinctive, and you know what? After a while, you kind of you kind of get used to it, and you're kind of like, actually, no, yeah, that is pretty cool. And I think I have actually ordered myself a lovely little hoodie version of you it. You have the 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 um 
thanks to inside sort of contacts. Inside, so inside <laughs> contacts. Yeah, the um, it's nice to be nice. It's nice to have. Nice friends. to be nice. The yeah, the kits themselves. Um, I really, really like them, but I can see people being like, eh, about them. But I think that they, considering it's a one-off event, you have to go big or go home. And I think they've pretty much nailed it. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. It's, um, it's also one of these. I've only seen the... No, I have seen the shorts, haven't I? Uh-huh. And they're of various... Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they're paired with, obviously, how... the top and the shorts are combined because have you been given socks for them to match up uh, with I believe they'll just just be, I believe they'll be, I believe that the socks will be black and white okay to match like the team spoilers. that you're on Spoil- spoilers just I just one block I believe color. so I haven't seen them but I believe that's how it will be okay I mean it, that makes sense and it probably would actually complement it more being that single sort of colour just to kind of offset the rest of it a little bit it's really well, quite I'm, difficult to you know, explain it because yeah. no you know what one, I'm interested to see? too many people are actually going to have seen it do you know what i'm interested to see what's that how the players accessorize mm. oh there's going to be yeah i mean it'd be fairly simple because you know there's it'd be fairly simple there's there's I headwear mean, there's headwear there's color of gloves there's potential color of undershirts there's boots you know there's a lot of things that you that, can make that look look like you. Of course, but it's also quite a, a favourable colourway for that. Yes. So that the, um, you know, if you've got orange boots, you know, they're not going to look completely out of sync with the rest of the kit. So it's going to be very easy to accessorise. And with it being uh, live streamed and things like that, People are going to have to to stand out. Yes, especially if you can't see their numbers from the live stream studio. Is that what you're suggesting there, Mr. Sim? It would be easier if people were to do something that made it obvious who was catching the ball. I'm sure whoever was going to be streaming it and whoever was going to be doing the commentary would be doing their homework. You I'm know, sure they, they would, would definitely make sure that they've been looking these things up. Well, they've sent out lots of questionnaires, so I'm sure that they have. Been, been and there's been some them. tremendous answers to them. There are. I'm looking forward. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching some of the um, the live stream back after I've had a nap um, and seeing what you guys come with, especially the kind of three to five a.m. section. I think that's going to be the that will be where the gold content is. You know. It's either going to be gold content or it's going to be absolute murder. When you're only broadcasting to the Australians. <laughs> it's, going to, it's going to be one of the two. It's either going to, you're either going to hit that sort of sleep deprivation where things just become funny for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Or it is just atrocious. And don't get me wrong, we'll be working to try and make sure that it's not atrocious. Um, but yeah, we'll, there's we'll a, always... You we'll, know, we'll get a I mean, nap pattern set up. You know, we, we get Tom fully rested and we get him on here and he goes off in tangents. Can you imagine that tangent at 4 or 5 a.m.? Excited maybe had an hour or two hours sleep. It's going to be a fair old squiggly line to get from where he starts to the point he's trying to make. It's true. It's true. Um, so the other, the good the good thing that came out of the cancellation, though, was um, Kate Brunevels of the Chichester Sharks. I almost said that. Chichester Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
decided that in the absence of playing football for 24 hours that day, she was going to do a workout on the hour every hour for 12 hours um, on that Saturday. Um, those workouts are available on her Instagram highlight. Um, so you can go back and um, go through those stories and either try and do all 12 um, or pick the ones you like and have a bash at them. Um, so you can find her at Kate Bruin on Instagram. Um, so well played to her. Um, that, was a, that was a huge effort um, on a weekend where from social media, I gather there was not much else going on um, and she absolutely smashed it. Um, so congratulations to Kate there. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I might have to drop by that because since I've, yeah, this, this lockdown, I've not done a, an awful lot of activity, not nah. done an awful lot of exercise. I can not be doing it. a workout. Yeah, go for it. Just go too much it. snow. I can't really go out and run. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not princesses like myself. I mean, you yourself are out in the, the deep snow all the time. I'm going to die I, one. Like it's. I go out, if I go out in that stuff, you know, on a nice summer's, summer's day, I pull a hamstring. Going it's out in that, I'm done. Toast. It's true. It's true. The season's over before it's even begun. Oh, I can't be having that. Can't be having that. Especially in that we have a season to look forward to that we're going to talk about later on in the show. Oh, don't you? I, I I must admit the schedule has fallen beautifully for myself. I've already noted that there is a lovely little um, t- window where if I get injured, that they've basically built in a yeah, lovely little recovery in, schedule yeah. for me. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. Yeah, because I remember. Um, I remember the last time we had a buy. Was it the first year of the Premier League we had a buy and? Um, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Grangemouth had a by the first week of the season. Hmm. So it was just like they played the entire season in a row, but they missed the first week. Um, yeah. Which was a yeah. bit strange. So it's, that's, strange. Not, that's, not, that's not a bye week, is it? It's not a bye week. That's Doesn't not a bye week. That's a condensed schedule. That's just starting late. Yeah. Um, it's taking a holiday. <laughs> exactly. Um, more preseason. <laughs> um, <laughs> so before we get to oh you have a point no 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 i I was literally just about to ask the question that you were about to answer okay um in that if we're not talking about schedules what are we going to talk about well we're going to talk about uh the as mentioned earlier on the people's commission has been in communicado with emails with the with us um with with the show um so as everyone should now know, the schedule has been released. And for a moment um, yesterday when we put out those graphics, we went from being a loose podcast of the flag football world to breaking news service. Um, so I might have to get us a little jingle for next time we do Greg with the news um, as we can now break live news. Um, Was that of... Um... Stuart Anderson being traded from the, the Kings or that's being it. On so, trade, being on the trade block apparently. Yeah, trouble trouble at the Kings there for Mr. Anderson already. Um, who you know, well, they didn't even know there was going to be a season, unfortunately. Um, however, I have since heard, and I will name no names, that um they, they were not the only club who's um <laughs> who did not receive that email. So we're 
were surprised um, by by the graphics. So um, yeah, if you want to use those graphics to share around your teams, they are yeah up to you. Use them, share them. That's why they're up there. Um, put them in your calendar and circle the matchups that you're waiting for um, because it is going to be an interesting season for sure. Um, and along with that kind of the, the league structure that came out for the year, um, we got a little bit of an email um, and it's long and not technical, but there's a lot going on. So at the moment we're in what they're now calling um, the schedule release challenge window um, where teams can have a look at the schedule and come up with any feedback or amendments um, and if we have to update the schedule then they will um, and then in phase six of this return to play thing um, that will be the schedule confirmed so if that happens um, Hopefully the rest of the teams will find out at the same time as we do, but we will update the graphics as needed and send them out. And then from then on, it is arranging dates and things and getting ready to play some football in the Baffa League for the first time since 2019. Um, Brutal when you put it like that, isn't it? put it like that. The last Baffa League game was, what, the end of August 2019 in the plate? Plate, oh. plate, the plate final would have been the last in Manchester, would have been the last game. That's sickening. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a little bit about why they're doing that and why they've changed the kind of schedule release system, which, if you really want to read it, ask your, whoever your administrator is. Um, it's quite good. There's a bit of a question and answer um faq section um and then we get to the fun bit um because as we all know ifaf changed the rules of the game every two years um so the last I must time admit, happened, i did not know that i did not it was every two years did not yep. know that so it is yeah. 2021 which means that we are due a new international federation of american football rulebook um apparently it's still the plan for them to do that um, however, because of the COVID, it's not come out yet. So if there's no new IFAF rules by the end of March, we will be playing with the 2019 rules, 2019 rules, um, and picking up where we where we left off. Um, and that means that BAFA will put up their BAFA rules and then we'll get to, we'll understand why we're playing. But the rules discussion, is something that lit up our group chat with Tom not so long ago. Um, oh, after, it really did. It after, really did. It really did. Um, and that was because on... What Facebook page were you on? I don't even know. What Facebook? You know what? It's, this is... It's, oh, um, no, it was Vlad. It was Vlad. It was Vladimir Platinov. Yes. Who um, is... For, for those who, who don't know him he's one of the um referees for contact and for flag over in russia yes who we became acquainted with when we went over for mofo we did um lovely lovely chat and um it was just a conversation between him and uh alexi across there alexi lebdev um, yes 
of Tough Nuts. Correct. So they were they were running a tournament, and obviously IFAF had asked them to basically trial out a, a rule for them. They had uh, an interesting rule, the, the, an exciting the, the, rule. Oh, it, it has the potential to be incredibly exciting. Um, and it was just comments on this page that took my attention. And it was for a... I'm trying to find... I'm literally scrolling through trying to find it here. But um, we, do you want to go on with it, Pess? Yeah, so basically the rule, the, the rule is something that has been discussed on flag football forums and in pubs for a very, very long time. Um, and that is for the onside snap option. Um, so basically the suggestion that was put forward by Alexi was... Um, you get an onside snap the way you would get a timeout um, and maybe won a game and you can use it anytime you like. Basically, what he was saying was regardless of the time left in the second half. Um, no, no. What the rule that they were asking for was it was within the last two minutes. If a losing okay. team were to score, they could call for an onside snap, which would have been a... Um, I think it was... Yes, so the rule... Sorry, yes, I was reading his comments. So I've got the rule. I've got the rule page. Yeah, crack on. Um, so the rule page is as follows. It would be... Um, our, it would be... When the game... Cl- uh, nope, I don't. That's the dead ball rule. <laughs> okay, I've got it. We're having a discussion about it. Because it, it, he's, he's, he put it on his page. So he's got Article 4, the onside snap. After a try during the last two minutes of a game, before the ball is declared ready for the next snap, and if the team has, if the team who has just scored has fewer points than their opponent, the coach of the team who scored the previous touchdown may request an onside snap. Yes. So the team will snap the ball 15 yards behind the middle for one play yeah. to achieve a dead dead ball spot beyond the middle. So basically, that's not saying that you then pick up from there. It is you've just got it's a first and fifteen. If you make it, you then get the next possession. Correct. If uh, you you'll then get the next possession, but you go back to your own five yard line. Yeah. If the team attempting the onside snap is not successful, the opponent will be able to get the ball, but it'll be two yards from the middle of the pitch. So they'll have a first and two. Yeah. Um, accepted penalties will require either. Uh, that's obviously a bad translation there. So yeah. So basically, if you, in a, yeah, offensive penalty would result pen, in offensive, you offensive penalty would be the you would as a coach you would take the result of the play if it was short or incomplete. If it was successful, but there was an offensive penalty, you would push them back yardage wise. If it was a defensive penalty, then um, they, they would add the yardage and then run it again. It says accepted penalties will require either um, a repeated repeated on onside snap down. Um, yeah. So um, being repeated with the penalty yardage assessed or ended it. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. So if it was an offensive penalty and they were so, but they were sh- but they were short, it wouldn't matter. They would be, that would be a turnover anyway. And if it was a defensive penalty, then you would say it's five yards. Then you would just have first and ten for the and run the play again. Um, exactly that. So this is one of those things where initially it sounds properly mental. 
but when we actually because we had a long conversation about this and we did it was very much a case of like i need to sit and play with it in my brain to come up with it because for initially you're like well that can just that that could cause like a like at the end of a game that could essentially allow for like a 16 point swing like a lot of things have to happen but say you're down in the game you score you go for two you get it you complete your thing you drive down you go for two and you win it in the last play of the game that's a 16 point swing which basically without the opposition touching the ball without the opposition touching the ball um but actually like but actually like the amount of so like you look at our so like for example the the way that i was rationalizing was our game last year against the grangemouth broncos in aberdeen week two of the season i think um they scored with like a minute to go i think it was very very close to the end of the game and they were only up by a couple of points um but had they no, that wasn't the example I was thinking of. I was going to say they would have been able to call for no, it. No, that, wasn't, that wasn't that wasn't the example I was thinking of. What was it? Maybe it was was, was it Clyde? I think it was maybe Clyde. We played on week one. We were did just they, did they score? Someone someone scored near the end, but it was like we were, like we were comfortable. Yeah, because we just got the ball and like ran it out. Um. I but think that, that would have been Clyde. I think so. It might have been Clyde. I can't remember. If you were in that game, let me know. It was over <laughs> a year over a year ago. Um, but the point I was trying to make was, I think that the the actual times where that would be applied are still like I don't think it would be as common as you initially think it would be. No, no. Um... Especially when you've got a factor in the fact it's got to be within the last two minutes of a game yeah. as well. So you're basically um, driving. I mean, in some cases, like if you're down 10 with five minutes to go, like, are you running? Like, do you then? Like, does, like, you, then, like you, you then have to, you, do you then have to get to scoring range but not score before the two minute warning just so you get a chance at the onside kick like it it bring like there's weird unintended consequences to it and that's that's why they i guess they've put it in as a spoiler alert that's why they put it in as a trial at tournaments yeah exactly that because i mean that's then playing sort of devil's advocate with the clock as well you're basically saying well we think we can score on them at any point well if that's the case why are they not already ahead yeah why are you down two scores Exactly that. Exactly that. So um, I think that like, I absolutely adore these sort of miraculous comebacks, and I think it could potentially see some incredible sort of scenes at the end of a game. And obviously, if you're on the the losing end of something like that, you'd be absolutely devastated. But imagine winning a game, oh. being fifteen points down. You, as you say, you score two-point conversion and then you score again and a, another two-point conversion to go and win basically means that like no lead is safe and it basically it, you know it could become just like mental like the 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 one the one point i made to you is i think it would basically 
I think it would it could kill off like the heroic upset. In certain so, aspects, so yeah. Just because, like, say you get, say you're somehow a touchdown up. So say, for example, um, let's go to like a let's go to another conference. Say, for example, um, the NEC. Who's in the NEC? NEC, NEC, NEC. <laughs> right. Say, for example, you're making you're making this difficult because you're trying to figure out other teams no. now. Say, for example, <laughs> right. Say, for example, right. So, right. Say, say, for example, Warrington, who were pretty, who finished in the plate last year, are going to play the Titans, right? Um, who were a Brit Bowl team last year. Warrington get themselves up by six, right? Um, well, seven. We'll call it seven. They're up by seven. And Alan Mead drives that team down, and they are desperate. They're holding on. They are desperate. First play after the two-minute warning, touchdown, Titans, missed the extra point. At that point, if you're Warrington, you're like, pulled it off. Great stand by the defense. Being the QB is, Alan immediately goes, right, we'll take that onside, onside snap. Now, if they convert that, like the minds of any rational defender will crumble. Potentially, yeah. Like, but it, it's and it's something it's, that it's something that you have to get used to. And like, if you're going to win the game, you have to win the game. Um, but I, I think mean, I think it I think it benefits. You're saying that, you're saying the, that the but favorite. then they've still got they've still got to drive the length of a field. They do within the two minute warning, which isn't the easiest of tasks. No, it's not even easy. with even with a quarterback as such as Alamid. But it also it, I just think it, I, I I want to see the excitement of it, you know, the, the drama that it, it creates. And yes, it might not create that much and it might be very few and far between. I mean, what the, the what we all want is to be sitting watching or play well playing and preferably, but watching the finals day live stream and have the championship game go down to an onside play and then a drive to win it. That's what we want. That's like, <laughs> absolutely. That's giving the people what they want. Um, and I do understand that you know some people will view it as look if you've not if you've been that far down in a game then you then you shouldn't need any extra help to get back into it. You know, I, if you've been down by 15 for, you know, 30 minutes of a game, why should you be able to invoke a rule so that you can maybe sneak a win by one point, you know, in the last 30 seconds? But if that's the case, then the defence has got to be good enough to keep you out of the end zone. Yes, Greg, you're absolutely right. When you're 15 points up, you should never, ever lose a sports match by one, should you? Bad timing, bad timing. <laughs> you bastard. It's not even... <laughs> the body's not even cold, Greg. The body is not even cold. Six nations. Six nations upset. Oh, I didn't even realise what I was saying. <laughs> That's a travesty. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> That was, they were 15 points after 40 minutes as well we were. <clears throat> anyway composure um, yeah so but there, but there after, we go they were saying what a game in the Six Nations today you could have exactly the same with this onside snap yeah. rule 
initially I was kind of against it, but like we did, we talked, we've talked out much as we've done here. And I would, I would like to see it in practice. I'd like to, I'd like yeah. to, I'd like to have the opportunity to see it. I'd like to have the opportunity to like play in that game. Cause like fourth and 15 in the first half, sometimes, you know, 50, 50, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. We've all seen turnovers on downs and we've all seen, you know, catches down the side. We've seen people score on that kind of play. But, you know, we've we've played in um, multiple um, extra point shootouts, and they are tough, and they they're are. but they're amazing. Um, and I so mean, it's basically just it's basically distilling that down to one one play. It is, but it's also you know everyone wants to tune in to watch a penalty shootout. Yeah, the, the tension, the drama, the you know, there's there's just something about everyone says it's the worst way to lose a game and what have you, but it's also I mean, speaking from a goalkeeper's perspective, it was always one of my favorite parts of a game because you can't can't lose. Yeah. But um it, yeah, just as as we've mentioned two, three times already, it's it's the spectacle you want it's something you want to see, it's something you yeah. probably do want to be a part of as well, because I guess as well, know, like it should, it should eliminate the potential for games to be over. Yeah, Unless it's a yeah, proper yeah. blowout. Yeah. But what it means, like potentially what it means is like you just look historically back through the last, like you look at the 2019 season in the HNC. Games that ended between, like within two scores. Pretty sure the f- one of our games versus Carnegie definitely did. One of our games versus the Comets definitely did. One of the Grangemouth Glasgow games definitely did. Um, some of the Comets and Edinburgh games definitely did. Um, like all of those games, potentially you've now got like an extra drive for one of those teams. You, know. you would do potentially, but I mean that's what five, even five games there. But not all of those would have had a score in the last two minutes of the yes, game. Yes, exactly. But like the, the for the, for I mean, the like team the, that the, we're the, already the, losing. Yeah, what I mean is like the diff, the points spread is there for it to be possible if somebody gets a touched a, re, a regulation touchdown, then the spread is there to justify going for it. Like because they've been so competitive. Um. And hopefully, when we get back to it, there will be a whole bunch of competitive games anyway. I hope so. I mean, we all just went back to football anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it's uh, it, it was certainly one that was very interesting, and it is definitely one I would love to see at a tournament and love to to uh, at least play in a game where play it or see a game where it actually happens to see exactly how it works um, because we're talking very much sort of hypotheticals so it's kind of you know we, we can make up scenarios here there and everywhere but until you actually see in a game and how it might affect the dynamic and let's face it if you've got one play a, a first and 15 how do you defend it do you go right we'll sit back and just make sure we don't let them pass or do you kind of Three man blitz. 
or do you be a little bit more aggressive to try and get him to throw the ball early so he could try and get tackles? You know, it, it, it can throw do up not a lot miss of t- things. You can't, like, yeah, and on def- defense, like, you can't miss a tackle because 15 yeah. yards, 15 yards to the sprinters in the league is gone. Yeah, well, it, it should also probably be mentioned that with these uh, onside plays that you can't score. So if you throw all the way to the end zone, it doesn't count as a score. You just, yeah, you just, you go just get a possession, you go back to the five. So, you know, defensively, you don't really need to be too overly concerned with the deep shot in terms of losing a score. Yeah. So you could have You just that don't want to let people behind you. Yeah. It, yeah, you don't you just don't want to lose them. Yeah. Um, so it does still have the ability where you can be quite aggressive up front to try and get that sort of the ball yeah. out of the cubic's hands nice and yards early. is definitely like a strange like it's a weird distance to hit because you're basically saying like like you're not going to dump off on like a slant to try and get 15 yards unless it's like some kind of delay or whatever but like if it's Nicky maybe just run it (laughs) just give it to Nicky just give it to Max just give it to Max just give it to Maxime Scholes out of the I formation and walk walk back to the five (laughs) yeah that's it. <laughs> um, game over. Um, so, yeah, um, we don't know if that will be trialed in the Baffle League or not, but I guess we'll find out at the end of March. Yeah, and, and um, it must be I said... Can't, the, I can't the, see the, it, the, but we'll see. No, no. They, I think they've already turned around and said that it won't be included yeah. with this set of rules because they couldn't see... Um, the... However, in a season like no other, it would be the perfect time to try. <laughs> um, Why not, eh? Because... I think they've already said with a spoiler alert with the schedules that it is just for this season that next year it all reverts back to how it was uh, pre-COVID anyway. Um, so yeah, YOLO, why not? YOLO. Chuck it in. So let's, on our schedule special, let's get to the schedule. Um, <laughs> so uh, op- After what, like half an hour? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how long we've been doing this. Um, so Schedule's interesting this year for a number of reasons. Reason number one is essentially is we're going back to the old days of the entire hit of the HNC being in one league. Um, you're going to play everyone twice um, and the standings are the standings at the end of it, which means we get to see matchups that we've never seen in BAFA before. Um, and it also means that we get all of the classic ones and it means that the best team in Edinburgh are technically a top tier side in the HNC once again. But Bez, why why on earth would you put everyone back into one division? Just to try and get play, I think. Yeah, I think that's it what it is. It, it absolutely is. It's just is. play I mean, I was... whoever you can, right? Um, so what is what is interesting this year though is we're going to very small game days so we're going to groups of two or three teams per game day Um, so um, and clubs with baby teams always travel together which is incredible because um, so for example um, week week one game one um, location one purely alphabetical um aberdeen <laughs> is kind of hard to beat in the old alphabet scale um do you reckon they've done that just because they've seen what the weather was like for the quake later in the year 
So we went, right, let's get it done nice and early. Yeah, May is normally pretty good. May is normally pretty good because I always remember snow, it, like when, when the school have just melted. Yeah, when fine. the schools when the schools are having their exams, the weather's always good. That was always yeah. the way it worked. So um <laughs> so yeah, week one, game one, uh, location one, Aberdeen Oil Cats versus Aberdeen Silver Cats. Um, and they will be joined. Let's go! They will be joined by the Dunfermline Kings, formerly Carnegie Five Football, of course. Um and that is their little triangle. So they play a little round robin. So oil cats, silver cats, kings, oil cats, silver cats, kings, um, which is fun. And then um, the Chargers get a rough welcome to playing in the big leagues when they travel to um, Glasgow or Glasgow travel to West Lothian. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, but that's a round robin of Hornets, Killer Bees, Chargers, while the what I think is the best slate of week one is Broncos, Raptors, Comets, Colts. Ooh. Um, and I believe it's either the Broncos or the Colts that are the host that day. Um, so, but there's a couple of game weeks which I particularly enjoy. So week two is one of them. No, it's not. Um, where is it? There's week... Yeah, so week four um, is the Oil Cats bye week, but it is the Broncos and the Colts versus the Hornets and the Bees. Basically, just over four games. Um, nice. And I quite like that. And then there's one where it's, you know, it's like Oil Cats, you know, it's Aberdeen versus Glasgow and Glasgow versus um, and um, Oil Cats versus the, Bron- the Grangemouth lot as well. Um, and it's just like both baby squads and big squads playing each other in like a weird round robin. Um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. So that's a good one because the Colts have been a, a half decent side as well. They so have. It'll be it'll be interesting so, to see how they, they start up this year. So my my question to you then, Greg. Hello. Would Talk be to me. which baby team? Which baby team? Do you think would be most likely to a beat their parent team or C no B beat someone else's big team hmm that is that is an interesting one because we don't really know how uh, because we don't know how they've been doing, so yeah. we don't really know how the Killer Bees will be looking this year. They've obviously lost a few of their players going up to the Hornets. We don't know what's sort of coming through beneath them. Uh, the Colts, well coached. It's never really a high-scoring game with them. You know, they always seem to kind of, you know, if the onside snap was involved, the Colts would always have a chance at that. You know what I mean? Against some of these bigger teams because they're always a scorer two behind against the bigger teams. So they would be there or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, I think the Silvers, depending on their quarterback situation, um, that could be interesting. We've obviously seen that there is a couple of new recruits as well, so it could be interesting to see how they're assimilated into the squad and 
how that all gels together because they've always had that they've always had the ability to surprise a team they can play to a good level on their day it's just when is that day you know they can turn up they can be really good they can turn up and they can sometimes let themselves down in a way Um, so I will go with the Colts to answer your question Not necessarily to beat the Broncos, but potentially beat someone else. To beat someone else. Cool. My other my other question was going to be um, which team that would have been a Div 1 team do you think would be most likely to finish above a team that would have been a Premiership team? Um, but I then remembered the potential Comets Dream Team. Take it away, my answer. So um, I'm going to pull that one out. Um, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was going to look incredibly insightful with that one. Yeah. And yeah. As, if I, as if I actually knew what I was talking about. You do know what you're talking about, Greg. Back yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If that question still stood, I think it would be a fool's errand to not back Neil Arnold to surprise a few teams. To be honest, he's been around so long, I don't even think it would be a surprise. It would just be like, oh, yeah, at it again. New Facebook profile picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, X's and O's still needs to happen. X's and O's, still going to know it. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of the the schedule release. Um, If you've not checked out the graphics yet, then please do. They're going to be on the... um, They're on our page. They'll be kept there, you know, until we're told otherwise. Um, that everything has to change um, so it's pretty good as always I went straight to week six the, which would be the final week of the season when potentially you've got um, tournament and you've got medals and placings on the line um, and it's all it's not I don't feel like it's been set up for a grandstand finish personally personally, it, it hasn't at all it really the only, hasn't. The only interesting thing I think is the Kings and the Hornets. They play on the last day. I'm just nipping forward two weeks six. Um, just now. Yeah, but I know. It, well, it's to, be, well to be fair, to be fair. Things. So the 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 Broncos, the Broncos <laughs> play the Colts and they play the char- the Chargers. So you're basically chalking up for them to get the, their two wins there, especially if it's a a title on the line. Um. Things get a bit more interesting with um, Hornets Kings. Um, you know, you could potentially have Tree looking for his first win against the Hornets. Um, and then things get tricky in Aberdeen. Things would be, I was, that's exactly where I was going to next was based on the way that the 2019 season finished with Aberdeen sitting in the fourth position and the Kings were in third. That fight, if the HNC, of course, we don't know how any playoffs may, you know. Yeah. At the moment, I'm assuming it's just going to be a league. Yeah. yeah. So that sort of, if we assume that that top four is the same, we don't have, say, the comments coming through, that top four, the way that that might shake out, could very well be shaped in that last day in Renfrewshire. Yeah, because so on that last day, you've got the Cats playing the Raptors and the Comets, and the Silvercats are in that group as well. So there's um, 
Silver Which will also be an incredible game, by the way. And Ravens. Yeah. The and Raptors against the Silvers. And always a good game. Oh. And Raptors Comets as well, obviously. So that's probably the most exciting final week. Um about the most exciting location to be at, I think, if it um because we're expecting Clyde to be very good. We're expecting you know the four the four top teams from the HNC last year to to be there with the revamped Clyde, try to kick the door in as well. Um, so yeah, it's then going to be who else is out to surprise some people. Um, but we've got all that to to look forward to. We've got all that to to chat about over the the coming months. Um, as we mentioned before on our social media, we're going to try and um, run a bit of an interview series over the next couple of months in the lead up to the season um, as there's still an absence of any football whatsoever um, we've got a promised visit from the People's Commission who's been mentioned a few times on this show so we're going to sort that out and get him back on um, Tom will of course rejoin us very soon so maybe we can get him and the People's Commission under the microscope um, for a forensic grilling about strategies um, for the next 10 years of about being football. the about being the man who managed to bring football back. Yes, the man who brings football back. You know, and also cancelled it. And also cancelled it. Not all heroes wear capes, but some of them are samurai, um, and that's what's important right now. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. That's awful, isn't it? Um, it's so bad. It's good. Cool. Um, I've missed it. I've missed it. Well, I think that's all we have. We have time for anyway. So we'll leave you on a on a giggle. Um, of course, if there's anything you want to talk to us about, chuck us a message in the comments or slide into the old DMs. Um, have a wonderful Valentine's Day, listeners. We love you all. Um, you give us something to do on cold lockdown weeknights. Um. And weekends. And weekends. Even weekends now. <laughs> Won't do anything else. Um, so, yes, that is all I have. Um, so, I guess that is good night from Greg. Good night. That is good night from me. Um, and that is the way we HNC it. Remember that you can be sure to never miss an episode of The Way We HNC It by subscribing on whatever platform you listen on and ensuring that you leave us a couple of stars as a review. Um, To be honest, we're not entirely sure what that does, but if you enjoy the show, give us some decent stars and tell your friends. And if you don't enjoy the show, then feel completely free to tell nobody about it. You tried, you didn't like it. But hey, at least you tried and at least we got here. And to be honest, you must have liked it a little bit because at the, here at the end of the show, you're still listening. Speak soon, everyone. Have a great week.